This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jepson's there. Billy dead. A goal. Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2. Huddersfield. Oi. Thank you. Rupian Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Hello and welcome to episode 166 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. This week, Neil Warnock described the game against Burnley as a free hit. So we've taken the same tact with this podcast and don't really have much of an agenda or anything to say. So um, joining me with very little to say for himself this week, uh, we've got the Bavarian bear, Richard Kosmala, and the more Paddington of bears, Mr. Dan Porritt. You okay there, chaps? Uh, not good, we are, Matt. I've got to be honest, about I was hoping that you, you WhatsApp message wasn't going to come earlier on. Uh, it's one of those, you know, when you're lost and there's not a lot to say. It's like Groundhog Day and... I'm thinking, I hope he's not going to do it. We can wrap this up quickly, can't we? I know, we can wrap this up. You're in Germany, aren't you, Cosy, at the minute? You're enjoying the delights of Dusseldorf at the minute. Um, How's it going over there? Because it's probably more interesting than yesterday. (laughs) Oh, Matt, uh, I had a bit of a loving yesterday. What's really good about German football is really weird. It's like they have have like three or four games starting the second division at the same time and they cut to the action, uh, whoever's on the ball and... Flashed up on my screen yesterday uh, in a bar with Mr. C. Schindler, mate. And it was just one of those, you know, like gooey moments. It was almost like kind of a date night. I'm just thinking, Christopher Schindler on my screen. And yeah, Nuremberg won. And uh, yeah, he were doing like the woo woo to the fans and, and that as well. But it's, uh, yeah, what what a place to watch football, Germany. And the thing is, after that game finished, I thought I'll just hang around and watch Burnley v. Huddersfield and... Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, just uh, I know people always say about German football, it's like it's because you can drink in the steam, but it's so much more than that, really, and as well. But it's uh, yeah, it just, just obviously you remind remind of all our uh, promotion season and the four or four or five players we got from Germany. But it's uh, yeah, good place. And Schalke won. I've still got a place in my app, Schalke, even though David Wagner's not there anymore, but. Yeah, I can't, I can't lie. We were sat in the hotel next to Sharka Stadium watching Burnley v Huddersfield. My friend went for a drink. He only went for like two, three minutes, come back and uh, he was 3-0. It's just like, hey, can we turn this off? But yeah, we watched it all. So, bad man. As did I. And uh, Spain, it looks like Spain's got a bit of uh, competition, doesn't it? So, uh, Germany versus Spain for Cosy's affection. Although the sunshine might win out, I think. Oh, in no, the no, chips. Mate, I don't, I'm not into... Uh, <laughs> Spanish food, but mate, give me a Frankfurt or a Bratwurst and some chips, mate. And I'm anyone's really, but it's, uh, yeah, what a place. Honestly, if you if you had a piece of paper and you could design football how it should be, this is it, mate. Free transport in the city, cheap beer, 
beer at your seats, great atmosphere, standing, you know, safe standing, just unbelievable. Pops, you'd have loved it like the other night when we were in Dusseldorf, like the old church, we were stood there, song sheet here, and I tell you what, I nearly got my phone taken off me. The, the ultra leader were like, no photos. I thought, I'm trying to take a sneaky view. They came up to me like kind of half time, they were like, Pointing finger, I thought my phone's not coming back to England here and that as well. But it's unbelievable. It's like people just waving flags. You know, I know possibly you kind of like have a battle with like the kind of English culture to do it, but people are waving flags there, putting bands up, and this happens during the game. So it's like honestly, second half uh doesn't offer attacking down and you could hardly see any of it because people just like waving flags, holding banners and stuff, and it's can you imagine that up, up at time, like, get it down, I've got a bloody seal and lynched. stuff like yeah, that. You get lynched, man, you get lynched. People mourn sometimes when, when we do stuff that um, the can't see players walk out onto the and it's like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just incredible. And, and there's just cute little things, like, at the end, like, the ultra leaders, everyone passing the banners down to him at the end. It would amazing, not just, like, leaving them on the floor and just, like, disappearing. It's just, like... He's, he's absolute class in it. It's like how they do things here and as well. But he just like, I, all I was saying to my friend who's like here next to me, he's got listened to the podcast before it's come out. But it's like he was saying, you know, you know, like when shit, I know they were saying it to like biggers up like, hey, what if it's just like Germany? It sounds really bad, but he's absolutely nothing like it, really. But I know we had as amazing moments to me in a promotion season, the season after, but it's the culture is just so different. But it's just, it's one big party, and, and the thing I love about it most in like in Germany is like you got the bars after the game, you're half cut, you know. Bouncers let you in, you're beat the game, fantastic. You're like, you're from England. I mean, Matt, I met one of your friends after an unbelievable platform at, at Gelsenkirchen, and they were like, mm-hmm. it's just like when you beat a football game, you're treated like a king in Germany. When you beat them for a football game in England, maybe for a reason, you're treated like a piece of dirt, and it's just like that makes me mad as that, but yeah, I, I, but. Having said all that, I still won't have alcohol in the ground in England because you just know that it's yeah, going to end in tears. But, but enough of the German loving. Let's get on to the brutal uh, yes. speaking, speaking of alcohol, this episode is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, use our code of AHTTC10 uh, if you want to get 10% off any online orders uh, from Magic Rock. Uh, and I recommend that you do so. Um, also, I want to throw out a big congratulations to a friend of the podcast, Danny Kiran, who's just had his his first child as well. So uh, little Philip, who was born the other day, a little bit late, but he's um, he seems to be loving life as a as a dad, which is is the best in it, pause. So um, you know, big congrats to Danny, and I think he'll be back on the pod sooner rather than later, hopefully. Um, right, okay, Burnley for Huddersfield Town nil. Let's let's get into it. Um, right, so. Um, Cosy, I think Cosy's disappeared, hasn't he? I don't know what's going on with Cosy at the minute. Um, over there, but pause. Uh, Neil Warnock pre-match um, described this as a free hit, as I've mentioned in the in the intro. Um, and they kind of played a little bit. There's two ways that can go, isn't there? You can either get fired into them with nothing to lose, or you can kind of just passively do nothing. And Huddersfield Town this season are just tend to passively do very little in a lot of games, don't they? And yeah. I expected, I kind of expected a, a bit of spirit and us to have a real go and get in the faces of Burnley and just to ruffle a few feathers. But fuck me, we are so unbelievably soft, aren't we? Oh, yeah. you know, Burnley scored some great goals, but how soft were they from our point of view? You're looking at the first ones, Aurora's got all week to cross that ball in. Romani Edmonds Green, you've got to get tighter. You can't, you know, mark someone from five, six yards away. You've got to get in his face. You've got to get tighter. And he did do that second half, but. By then the game's over, and you know maybe this is my fault a little bit because I associate Neil Warnock's teams with being in your face, being aggressive, being, um, you know, really sort of spirited. But this isn't really a Neil Warnock team, is it? It's one he's inherited, so maybe I expected a bit too much. And let's be honest, Burnley were a bit bloody good, weren't they? Um, and Neil Warnock described them as the best team he's seen in the Championship in twenty five years, and I think maybe that might be designed to take a little pressure off but you know they're, they're, it's worth having the conversation at some point Burnley are as good as a lot of teams you've seen at this level there were Wolves a few years ago weren't they but Burnley are, are right up there um, but for me it was just one of those games where you were just sat there just it was painful Burnley at one point had 83% possession Town yeah. just didn't want the ball didn't just didn't really want to be on the pitch and it was a disappointing game and I thought we improved as the game went on I think one of the criticisms I used to have of Mike Fotheringham was that 
during a game, Huddersfield Town will get progressively worse and progressively weaker. Um, Town got progressively better bit by bit in the game, but how much of that was down to Burnley easing off and how much of it was down to us getting a foothold, it's up for debate. But um, I think we kind of expected to be tupped, to be honest. Um, and we went there to get beat, didn't we? And yeah. I think at the end of the day, I think we'll we'll understand how good or bad this week was next week uh, after yeah. the two after the two games we got coming up. Because Neil Warnock has said we need to wrap people up in cotton wool for the ne- next two games coming along. So he's not picked Pearson. He's not picked Jonathan Hogg. Um, Rhodes on the bench didn't really, you know, he's not really featured as a yet. Um, Danny Ward did play quite a bit. Has played quite a bit, but. I understand maybe what he's doing, but it's very much reminiscent of Huddersfield Town in the Premier League, isn't it? Do you remember when season starts now sort of stuff? And yeah, that yeah. really backfired, yeah. didn't it, at the time? Because we put so much pressure on ourselves for that Cardiff game, ironically against Neil Warnock, um, that the Coventry and Bristol City games all of a sudden against two form teams in the league now look incredibly huge. And I'm not disappointed at losing to Burnley. I'm just disappointed in how we did it. And I just thought we could have maybe done a bit, especially when you watch the goals back and... I, w- I turned into Neil Warnock boss, uh, during this game because I was just sat there watching it. I was just going, just fucking kick him. That's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to see someone kick someone. Yeah, and I just, yeah, just yeah, I think it was the fourth goal where um, Elba Femi just turns off Kamara and Kamara kind of ambles. And I'm just like, just fucking kick him on the Xbox. Just take a yellow card, just fucking kick him. And it's just that frustration and that sort of uh, bits of a Neil Warnock side I wanted to see. And we're not seeing it yet. And I think we will do later on down the line and maybe we can overanalyze this, but um, it just, it, we, we, we essentially, it feels like we went there to get beat and just to get the, get, get the game over and done with. But the, the, the most, I think the best thing about it yesterday was the fact that no other results really went against us. And I think that's probably the most important thing. So I think in, in that sort of sense, you can maybe say, do you know what? It's not actually been that bad a day, especially at one point. It could have. It looked like it was going to be seven or eight just for Burnley. So, um, you know, let's not get too, not too low when we lose. Pause and not too high when we win, as a as a famous man once said. Um, let me know what you thought about the game. Um, I've I've pretty much said all I've got to say about the game. There, I was just a little bit. I don't know if I'm disappointed or just if it's just a culmination of the previous games and it and the passive nature of town. I'd I'd, I'd just like to just. Blooded a few noses, I guess. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you know you've, you've got to look at you know Burnley. Let's let's not beat around the bush. They are a, they are a good side. The the miles clear at top of the league, and you know the they're obviously going to get promoted this season. Um, they've, they've played against teams better than us at Turf Moor and and done very similar to them. So you know you've, you've on one hand you've got to look at Burnley and just say yeah they are a fantastic team. They, they knock it around well, and under Vincent Company they've sort of totally reinvented themselves. They're no longer that sort of long ball, you know, rough and ready sort of side that can they can play a bit of football. And like I say, there's, there's better teams than those gone there and, and you know, succumb to a similar fate. But I, I fully agree with you. I think the, the Warnock suggesting it as a free hit, I, I kind of get what he's doing there. It's, you know, it's a place to go and, you know, it, it's a game where we're not expected to win, not expected to get anything out of it. But the, the way that we performed were just so... Um, low intensity that you'd be better off just forfeiting. You'd just be better off forfeiting, just saving everybody some time, effort, and money. Because you know, on one hand he's saying it's a free hit, then he's coming out saying we need the fans to you know travel to Burnley and get behind them and stuff. So you know, which is it? Um, the first two goals, you know, thirteen minutes and two 0 down. It's game over before it's even begun. I think you're quite right. The the defending from the first one is terrible, and then the second one. Edmund, Edmund Green's just basically watching his man walk in front of him. And, you know, like I say, 2-0 up after, after 13 minutes, it's he's a lover. Um, I fully agree with you again. I don't mind losing to Burnley, but let's go there and at least give a little bit of passion, show a bit of, show a bit of summer. If it turns out that, the you know, the way that we played were just basically not to get anyone injured, not to get anyone sent off, suspended, whatever. And then we, you know, we follow up with two decent home results, you'll look back and say, you know, fair enough. But it's a big ask in it to um to go now and beat 
two teams that are that are doing really well at the moment. I think Coventry just outside playoffs, Bristol City not far below. They were they will be coming to us, you know, they're not, it's not like a mid table team who have got not right a lot to play for. They'll be all guns blazing um, and trying to get trying to get three points. So it was just a bit of a disappointment after after we played so aggressively and so in you know, against Birmingham to then go to Burnley and basically be the opposite. Like, like it's not for me. That's not how a Neil Warnock side plays. You can still go there and put a little bit of effort in and, and try and get some out of the game. And you know, obviously I didn't go yesterday, but if I had it done, I wouldn't have been right happy that it cost twenty five quid and the rest. You know, travel, getting there, and etc. Just to basically roll over and have his belly stickled. It were it were poor. It were poor all round from from everybody concerned for me, um, from, from from management and. Players as well. It was just a just a bit pathetic, and I dare say that if Mr. Warnock weren't in charge and Mr. Fotheringham went and played like that, that the people that are saying it don't matter on social media would have been absolutely frothing with that sort of performance. So, all right, yeah, you know Warnock got us that result like next week, and kind of you know got to look at the bigger picture. But for me, it can't be one rule for one manager and one rule for another. If, if you're going to just lay down and die, the manager's got to take some stick for that, and. You know, I think one right, rightly for me should be criticised for the way that is, where that is sort of run up to the game war and also the performance on on Saturday. It were it were awful. And if we play like that again, no matter who we play against, we'll, we'll beat us. So we need a for me, we need a good reaction now on on Saturday. It's a bit annoying when uh, I'm having to agree with you two guys because uh, normally I've uh, got opposites to say, but. Yeah, totally agree with what you're saying and that as well. Out, we're so disappointing. I think. Uh, you really weird. I watched it the first five, ten minutes. I thought, well, obviously, I didn't think we were going to win, but like, I was just like, wow, we're up, we're up there, we're at the end of the pitch, and that as well. It were like kind of promising, but as soon as they like, it's not the first goal, the kind of the game we're done, and that as well. But I think I can kind of get his reasons for pulling players out, but he just, he just so disappointing. It's like he really split the fan base to this result yesterday, it was kind of 50 50. I had. I just put the question out there, can this team win six more games to stay up? But there were people saying, well, you know, we were going to lose that. What did you expect and that as well? But it's like, you've got to expect a bit better than that, really, and that as well. Just like kind of put tackling, letting them go. I, I thought, really, the fact it only stayed four is more because they eased off, really, and that as well. I didn't think anything. I know Matt used kind of said bet, we played better second half, but, I mean, again, I just think it was more that, you know, they, they kind of eased off rather than anything good that we did. But... Yeah, just so disappointing. And uh, people I know spot Benson are like a training system. But like you said, positive is like that. Not only one up team, but the problem is he's just been thrown into this team, and he kind of ended it of his interview after. It's like I can't bring any players in. It just you've just got to go where I got. So I thought his interview after were quite really interesting, really, because he was saying stuff that were just like you know, like Danny Ward played well, and you know, I think he was. Uh, it was like picking up, picking up other people. And I was thinking, really? Does... But the problem is you can't tear into people. We've kind of got 30 games left. You've got to like pick people up. But he's, he does make me laugh, but like you were saying, Paz, because like, obviously he's got the credit in the bank with the town fans for the promotions and, and obviously the Art Glass Trophy, but probably we've got no credit in the bank. Probably we'll come out with that. They'd be absolutely hell on, you know, but no one kind of like is too... You know, critical really because it's just like that's how it is. Uh, you know, going to still town at the moment. But the thing I walked away just kind of thinking at the end, my gut feeling was, I get it were Burnley, I get you know we had you know, like players missing, but can this team really win six more games? And I know some people say it might be five. Why and, six? Why six? Because <sighs> because you, uh, you said I'm sure you said six before Birmingham, and then we won one. So why is it still six? Yeah. The only thing is I, I'm kind of aiming towards top end of 40, but you know what, Matt, it might not be that. And the biggest thing about the yeah. day, and I think all, all of us were on the same page, is every single result went right for us. Hopefully Swansea will, will finish the, uh, complete the jigsaw tomorrow that, and, uh, you know, beat Rotherham. But it's, uh, I know it's one less game, but realistically, we were never going to get anything there. But it's just like all the problems that we've got with Lucille Town were just like there yesterday and that as well. It, it was like soft, everything down the middle. It was so It was the midfield that really, yeah, it was the midfield. Yeah. I, I know Roman Emmons Green's copped some stick and I'm not entirely sure that was his man for the second. It, it looks like it doesn't on the replay, but I'm not sure if they were going zonal or man-to-man. His his man was actually on the outside, but he, he runs off of him. I think he might have been the, the winger's man, to be honest. But even though it's not it's not great, is it? People are letting men go. And and every time it was, it was just a lack of tracking and a lack of, it felt like a lack of heart 
from some players. And I think that's why it was a bit difficult to watch. I know Burnley were very good, but I, I, I think Warnock's clever say we busted because, a gut. Warnock's clever because the, the director, when I listened to his interview this morning, I didn't see last night, but this morning, we're like, well, like the fans are going to, because like Dave Sykes said, you know, if the fans are going to be with us, they will be with us. It were, it we're almost yeah. like kind of a, a bit of, uh, I don't want to say it, but it's like a bit, yeah. It would, it would like a bit of a spin doctor, really, and then that as well. It were like the fans are going to be with us. It's going to be bouncing in the next game. Everything were about the next game. It were on and that as well. And uh, it's just like players were playing well. That that wasn't and that as well. It, we are lucky that we've kind of the game's been lost. Everyone else has lost as well. But I just kind of come out of there that after the Birmingham, and I get I, I were one that thought we were a bit lucky to win the game. I know you. Uh, Matt and Paul, you thought you know that we probably deserved to win it, and maybe we did. But I thought we, and uh, there was, again, there was no evidence there that it's like we're going to go on for this run. But it's, uh, I just don't like writing off football matches and that. So they're so disappointed. Even Paul, you'll, you'll have trained like junior teams. Matt, you'll have played like in other other kind of teams. When you look at the table, like trained junior you're teams different... as well. Yeah, but you just put a foot in, kick someone, passion and, and stuff like that as well. In I think it was Paul Hurst put a nice picture on, like from Turf Moy, had a picture there and said, look, just, just like, I get it, they were better than us, but they give something and that as well. There were just absolutely nothing there for us, were there? I so mean, I mean the, the interviews with Warnock, they're, they're, a lot of what he's saying is not, not for us, is it? it's for the players and he's, he's trying to G the players up. I think the problem is when he's coming to a, a squad that are absolutely flat in terms of confidence and we've seen Mark Fotheringham try and call players out in public and it's completely backfired and not gone well. He's, and then he's tried to put his arm around them. That didn't really go well either. Um, so I think Warnock is, is completely yeah, decided exactly, that I need to, yeah. I need to be charming. I need to be the old granddad. I need to put my arm around them, tell them I love them, et cetera, et cetera, and make them feel part of something. And he's doing it and I I, I get what he's doing. So I'm not, I th- I think it's quite good. You know, he's pre and post match. I thought honest, describing it as a free hit was a good idea, but it just. It's embarrassing really, but like the reaction. three nil down. 3-0 down already after 27 minutes. If you'd have said we'd lose 4-0, I'd have, I'd have shook someone's hand for yeah, that. Yeah, I'd have mate. taken that. It's embarrassing, <laughs> really, isn't it, when you're saying that. I thought it just might have been that Norwich game, obviously, under Carlos uh, in COVID. And uh, when yeah. we got absolutely battered out. I just, but to me, we're all about, are Burnley going to keep like going? And I just thought they eased off. But I suppose it doesn't really matter. It is what it is. We, you know, we lost 4-0 and that as well. And yeah, you know, look, you look at the table and... and not much has changed, obviously, from yesterday. Fingers crossed Swansea can do us a favour tomorrow. But it's like, it just feels everything is just... I know I've kind of said the last five the five games that we had and we only got two points that were like that with the moment. But these two home games, Matt, I mean, I'm thinking four keeps us in it, but we need six really, don't we? Yeah, anything less than four and we're done. Absolutely but done, problem, I think. But, but the problem is, Matt, it's like, this is the big issue for me. It's like everyone's saying we can do it. I mean, we can, but has anyone looked at what Coventry and Bristol City do at the moment? Because they're playing well. They're both they're decent. They're both, well, they're both decent, yeah. but it's, it's the championship in it. You know, any, you know, Town have got some good players. They're just not, they haven't clicked all season. But, so, you know, Danny Ward, if we, you know, he's praising Danny Ward. And if, if all of a sudden Danny Ward has that a run of 10 games where he turns into the Danny Ward of last season, we're, we're we're laughing, aren't we? Well, not laughing, but we're we're in a much better place. And you know, he's praising Jack Redoni as well. Like he praised Jack Redoni, and I was like, really? I didn't really see anything from him. But but he's you know he's he's bigging him up. And you know, if Jack Redoni all of a sudden becomes the player that he was signed to be, or or we think he can be going forward, then again, brilliant because he's going to catch fire at some point in his career. And and you know, you- if it's now, brilliant. If it's not. Will do later. Do you, do you two feel the same though? I, I just think we've been absolutely horrendous from day one. The Burnley game, we were rubbish. They should have won by more. We've been horrendous from day one and we've still got a chance of staying up. I, I, I feel yeah, we're really fortunate yeah. to have that opportunity and that as well. I, I watched Schalke like kind of last night and they, they've been got the same. They won the third game last night and they've gotten three points away from like, and it's just like, it's just almost like you just take that view. It's like, wow, we've been horrendous. It's like nearly March now but we can still stay in the division. It's just like, the big question is like with them and, and with us is like, what's left? Can we do it? And I think the winning thing is obviously teams, our running. Teams at the bottom tend to be crap. <laughs> teams yeah. at the bottom are crap because, and that's, that's why they're at the bottom. Um, and that's why we're at the bottom. We've been crap. But I, I, I still think there are players here who, who could and should be doing better. Um, I think some players aren't been utilised properly, haven't been utilised properly all season. And it's good to see Neil Warnock 
you know, we saw Jah- he used Jaheim Headley really well last week, I thought, and he's um, he used Joseph Hungbo really well. So, you know, keep if we keep, um, you know, we've got the right person, haven't we? For the re- we could, I, I generally don't think you could have anyone better at this level from now till the end of the season, realistically. Um, so the thing is, that he'll, he'll get the back in, like, like, I mean, he yeah. will kind of. He's really clever. His interviews are brilliant as Neil Warner because, like, it's a savvy old fox. Yeah, he is, mate. He's, he's like, it's really, really good. And it makes me laugh. My friend who, who was here with me in Germany was like, say, it makes me laugh because all of a sudden these Sky people, have you noticed that Sky microphones in our Sky Sports? Like, they didn't give us, didn't give us toss about us, did they, for all the season? But Neil Warnock says, like, loads Sorry. of different microphones in front of him. Exactly. But it's like, and they were asking him about the, you know, the new. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The governance of the... Of the... <laughs> the uh, English football yeah. and stuff like that, but they're not really bothered about Huddersfield Town, if we're being honest, but it's, it's still on if we're good enough, but the uh, the next two home games are absolutely uh, huge and that as well. Yeah. But I think the good thing is, Matt, is that, you know, we won't die wondering under Warnock and I think we did die wondering yesterday. Well, that's, but I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's why, I think that's why it yeah. was a bit disappointing. I mean, I could handle losing 4-0 to Burnley. I think it's just the way that you do it sometimes. Yeah, so, you know, that, and that was it. I think that's all we need to really say about the game itself, wasn't it? Um, Neil Warnock described them as the best team of the last 25 years, and there's a lot of people sort of looking at them. Because Burnley, you, you have to say, Burnley have punched above their weight for a long time, haven't they? Uh, now, they've, they've really been doing it since the 1960s in a lot of ways. But they're a very similar sized club, you would say, to Huddersfield. They probably turn over commercially. The place is similar to Huddersfield. It's you know an old industrial, you know, post-industrial mill town. Um, there's a lot of similarities between the two clubs. And they came down with a big debt. We came down with a big debt. And the two teams have gone about it completely differently. And that's caused a uh, a bit of a, a discussion online. Huddersfield kind of went, do you know what? Right, we need to pay this pay Dean Hoyle back a load of money. We need to restructure. We need to get back to where we were and go again. And Burnley have just gone out, oh, sack this. We're just going to throw, every, throw the kitchen sink at it and get promoted. And it's interesting to see that, you know, the two ways. And to be honest, if we'd have done what Burnley had done, it had probably gone to absolute shit and we'd be in absolute trouble, wouldn't we? But, um, you know, Burnley, man, we did do that under Wagner, didn't we? We went German, they've gone Belgian, and it's like... Well, they've thrown a lot think- of money at it. So, I mean, when we've come down, we went Jan Siever, didn't we? Um, but yeah. the, the way that they've come down is completely different. It's chalk and cheese, isn't it? And you know, but if I'm a Burnley fan, and it's obviously not a Burnley podcast, but I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to go up, and I think they've got half a chance of surviving there because there's something different, though. They, they've got a different way of playing, different, a different style, yeah, okay, tactically very know, good, yeah, yeah, tactically very good, and that as well. But I, I'm like you, I just don't like you know, throwing games and you know, can't, well, no. Sounds a bit you know rude that, but it's like just just kind of sacking games off and, and stuff like that as well. But we know these next two games, it, it won't matter really if we if we kind of get six points out of the next two. But it were honourable to watch because at, at that three nil point, man, I don't know what you were thinking, but I was just thinking if we can get out of here less than five, I'm happy. And and you should never think. Can you imagine like your own team? If you lose five nil, you're kind of happy. It's like <laughs> that's not that's garbage, mate. And I was watching Celtic and Rangers earlier in the League Cup final for a little bit and Celtic went 2-0 up and the response from Rangers was just completely different. I know Celtic ended up winning the game, but it was 2-1 in the end. I watched a little bit of it because I just still love watching Aaron Moy. He's still an absolute master. And um, Rangers scored and they threw everything at Celtic and Rangers aren't as good as Celtic, you know, man for man. And But it was good to watch because Rangers stood up and, and had a go at it and we went 2-0 down and just slope shoulders and I, I suppose it needs a big reset doesn't it in terms of the playing squad and the attitude of the playing squad and there just seems to be to me there's a lack of 
Well, it goes back to what Neil Warnock said about lack of leaders, and you kind of saw it, didn't you, on, on Saturday? He um, knows it, Matt, though. He knows yeah, it's not that. It. But he can't say it. And it's like, he can't go on his tirades because that, that's what he likes to do, but he can't do it. And he, he was really interesting. Destroy him, wouldn't he, if he did that? His interview were all positive, on it? We're all about the fans being behind the team in the next games. You know, Danny Ward were, were great. You know, it's like Headley were, were great. And and it's like, I'm thinking they weren't, Neil, but but I get it. It's like, he's just trying yeah. to like kind of plant them fair, Headley did all right, like didn't that. he? Headley yeah. did all right for a, for a second did. start, I thought he did. Against I, I don't Burnley, think they're they coming right. better hands for this miracle great escape because I know that next Saturday against Coventry, that, that team sheet, hopefully Knockett will be, will be kind of fit again, but there's going to be one or two curveballs. We won't... When, when it was kind of heading one way and we, we were playing the same way and we weren't really going for stuff, I, we'll go for it, mate. And that's well, even though, yes, I'm saying all this and everything yesterday were totally what opposite what I'm saying, but I just know, you know, if it gets to the last four games and we need three wins, you know, you'll be seeing, you know, different stuff. And the public are all behind Monarch. It was fascinating to see social media last night because you had people, I mean, I, I just put it out there, could we win six games? And like said, will it be six games, five games, whatever, but... Some people said, well, what did you expect? You know, we weren't going to beat Berlin. So others were like, it was a pathetic guy we're there. And they, you know, we didn't even land a boot. So like, there's people trying to like kind of pull both ways. But because it's Neil Warnock, no one's really ripping in. It's almost like it's everyone's just like. Yeah, I think you've just got to. He deserves he's got the credit in the bank, hasn't he? The guy, he deserves it, man. Like I say, seven, he's had seven seven uh, relegation battles before. And he's been. Uh, this is his seventh. In, he's had six and he's been successful in five. So, you know, he's got the respect, hasn't he, Poz? I think that's I think that's it, mate. People have he's obviously probably been in this situation many times before where he's got a couple of games coming up that on paper he sees as being winnable and one that's not. So, you know, sensibly and you're looking maybe longer term than just a ninety minute match. It makes sense to not go gung ho in one, don't get any injuries, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, put all your eggs in those, you know, half your eggs in one basket, half your eggs in another and hope that you follow up with a couple of results and you know, potentially he's done that in the past and, and it's worked. It's like it's just a frustration as a fan, I think. I think if you take a step back and look at the bigger picture, you can you can understand why he's done it. But it doesn't mean to say you have to agree with it or be happy with it. Certainly not if you've travelled to Burnley and paid money to watch it. You know, I think that's where the, yeah, that's the frustration comes. And, and as a fan, you never want your team to go out there just to make the numbers up. You wanna you wanna give it a go. There's many a game where, you know, lower quality teams have beat Good teams. I watched the League Cup final today, United v Newcastle, and they were very similar. I thought Newcastle didn't really give it a go today either. And, you know, as a fan, it's frustrating because let's die trying. You might not win, but let's die trying. And, you know, to hear comments like, I mean, I mentioned Edmund Green again, but I think in his interview afterwards, he said that he, want, he wanted to go on the pitch and die for Neil Warnock. Well, Did that. You know, apart from. Apart from his career, I didn't see much else dying on, on, on that pitch yesterday. I mean, given how we played, and how everybody else played. But... Who the bloody hell's Reg? <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? I think interview? the thing is with Reg is like, what a time to come in, and uh, obviously he's not played for a while. I say, I think you've, you've got to, you've got no, to cut him a little bit slack, haven't you? A couple of times, I mean, it's probably digging him out, but I think that that second goal just annoyed me a little bit. And uh, Matt, the one, the one. Sorry, the the one thing that that Reg looks to me totally different. He's look, he's so bulked up now. He's such a big guy. It's like compared to kind of when we saw him before and uh, in the early days of Carlos under the COVID season and stuff. And it's like, wow, I, I was quite shocked. Me, it's like how big. But honestly, Rotherham, the number of fans like come home, Reg, come home, Reg. They, they absolutely adore him, mate. There, don't they? But it's you can't judge him on on that yesterday. But it's uh, no, yeah, it feels I, like it's. He needs to run again. He's the kind of player needs to run. It feels like um it feels like one of those players who just needs to get on a roll, you know, like three, four, five games. And if you're chucking him here and there, it he needs he needs like he's he's one of those like not quite it's the old saying, is it the Rolls Royce thing, but he needs like it's like when when your car's frozen in the morning, you need to go out and switch it on for half an hour, don't you? If it's clear all the mist and what have you. And he just sort of needs to play two, three, four games in a row before he gets going, I think. it's a difficult position to just in and out of as well is is that sort of rule because you've got to build up the you know the relationship with you know your centre halves and your and your full backs and stuff like that. So you know it, it is a it is a big ask to chuck him in at somewhere like Burnley and expect him to, to do a massive job. Um you know and I, I just don't think he's one of those that's probably used to speaking to the media in, in great detail. He seemed very nervous in his interview. So you know although I've kind of dug him out I do appreciate that he's cutting a little bit of slack and 
you know, let's see how we get on it next two games. Let's, you know, maybe put Burnley to bed and, and, and look forward now because, you know, as people have said, we were never going to get out. It's probably more their performance that's annoyed the you know, majority of fans yeah. rather, than, rather than the results. So, you know, if, if we get six points out of next two or even four, I quite happily suggest that it were a decent idea by one. But at the moment, it's just a little bit. Because I think it's that old adage, you know, I'm not mad at a little bit disappointed, that little kind of thing, you know, when you say to your kids when they're asked about all day. I'm not angry, I'm just <laughs> disappointed. Know, I'm not angry, I'm not disappointed. You know, and, and that's I'm how it dis- felt yesterday. Yeah, that's fair. So one other disappointment. I'm segueing. You know, the podcast is absolutely rubbish today, but I'm segueing well today. So yeah, I think one other disappointment was the ATT meeting. Um, There's some questions lined up by um, the HTSA for the altogether town meeting, uh, and that was scheduled for Monday the 27th, which, as we're recording, is tomorrow night, uh, and that's been cancelled. Which Leads to tongues wagging a little bit, doesn't it? That my understanding, uh, you read the um, the article online, etc. My understanding is that it will be heavily focused, or they've obviously seen that the questions that I've got, and they've looked at it, and they've gone, everything's going to be heavily focused around these questions. We can't answer any of these because most, well, most of them, because it's tied up within uh, NDAs. You know, NDA, we hate NDAs, don't we, as a podcast because. It just leaves everything to speculation, doesn't it? And you know, you can know you can't get your teeth into it. But you know, uh, the, the, I appreciate there are a lot of things tied up in NDAs. There's there's some argument to say that they could have just sat there and listened. Um, but I think when there's nothing coming back, I think that all just irritated quite a lot of people that they just had to say no comment on a lot of things. Um, so I understand why it's been cancelled. I, I understand things are at a uh, a stage whereby things are maybe a little bit sensitive. So. I think at the minute they just need to maybe work on a couple of things and and move on. And when there's something to tell the fans, town tend to be pretty decent-ish, don't they? When there's something to say, they'll they'll, they'll say it. Um, but I appreciate that as a fan that at the minute. So we'll just talk about the ATT meeting. So Cosy, for anybody who's listening or watching on YouTube, disappeared yeah. for a minute, and there was a message that Man, came on screen that just older, said, you know "I am off for then. a piss." Man, I, I know you're talking about ATT. I just want to come back, but I've seen like last. The two games I've been to here, it's like the the home fans are absolutely massive for it. It's like Schalke are, are, are awful, but the home fans pulled them through exactly just like what happened with others against Birmingham. Same with Dusseldorf. And I, I just I just think these next two home games, I know pause like sometimes when the stuff's not going our way and stuff like that, it goes quiet. But I just think especially when teams are kind of let's be honest Coventry and Bristol City are mid-table I know they're playing well but the mid-table I just think that noise and that backing I just thought that's why Warnock went on that kind of it were weird they were like tired he, he were obsessed with the fans the fans this it's going to be bouncing the, you know not just Coventry in the Bristol game in the midweek and I think he knows it we all know it I honestly think it's like this is the moment where everyone's just got a really like just get behind put everything behind them that the, the issues we've got with certain players with everything positive it's just like absolutely huge I, I honestly think the home games is where we're going to live it I know it's an obvious thing to say and we're going to need to win a, a few away but I just yeah we've. I'm going to go the next Saturday and just think forget about like people who's called you like issues all if low on players or what have you I'm just going to be behind everyone and just like get behind that. that's all we're going to have to do and I'd, honestly it could be the difference in that as well I know it's a cliche and it sounds a bit cheesy but I honestly think that it could because it's away teams are going to come there they've got nothing to play for that Possibly, like, um, and another thing I just wish we could do Boz or Matt anyone know anyone in the club play towards the bloody south on second half it just makes all the difference I don't know why we don't do it it's just like so frustrating but it is a cliche thing but these home games we've got a lot of home games haven't we we haven't seen a player at home hardly ever in 2023 so this could be you know our time and stuff but it just feels defining doesn't it this next uh, you know 10 days these two home games coming up go on pause no, um, I, I well, I agree with Cosy. I know, I know you were talking about ATT there, man. Cosy's kind of jumped over to. Uh, to speak Not a podcast if Cosy doesn't if Cosy doesn't no, ransack no, the agenda, is it? Yeah, just coming back to ATT, I think, I think um, it is disappointed. You know, as as Pat Carl said, lawyer, we've got representatives that attend these meetings, and uh, you know the questions that were that were going to be asked were probably going to be asked a little bit more. 
I'll say aggressively, but I don't, I don't really for want of a better word, you know, kind of like with a forthright. Yeah, yes. with a view from not really allowing the club to skirt around the issue, shall we say, and you know, feeders, you know, if buts and maybes. Um, however, they've obviously seen fit that they can't come out and speak to the fans maybe as openly and truthfully as, as what they might do because something is happening, which is good um, for the long-term future of Huddersfield Town. Obviously, if there are people that are out there interested in, in you know, in taking the club on and hoping that we can, you know, pay Mr Hoyle off or, you know, whatever he needs to, to sort of relinquish his control of, of, this, of the club at the moment, then, you know, that that's fantastic. And if fans put too much pressure on stuff and they say things that, they shouldn't or are not allowed to, and it can change the you know the aspect of that potential takeover. So I understand why they've done it. However, it would have still been nice to maybe be able to sit down with you know key representatives and uh, key representatives from the club and just I won't say just have a rant at them, but you know maybe get across the underlying the undertone and and why certain you know sections of the fan base are, are almost feeling like they are. I think a lot of Weight has been lifted with Warnock coming in um, in regards to bringing a lot of people back on board. I think that were a great move, not only for the chances of Huddersfield uh, Town surviving in Championship, but also as a, as a big morale uh, boost as well to the fan base. I certainly know people who have sacked it off who are now you know, back. I think they get that, though, Paul. That, 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 that banner that you put out the other week, I, I, I honestly think that that's turned a few heads that, as that as well. And, I know you're not. You've got to be daft, you know, to go to the games and even work at the club to know that when you're struggling in a league that we are, people are not happy. But I, I think that banner did a lot of uh, good. You know, the first banner, obviously, you know, last week, you know, died for three points and stuff like that as well. But I, I didn't have much of an issue with the uh, the thing last week. A lot of people were kicking off. But what could you say? I think that's so frustrating because. As, as as doom and gloom as it feels now and that as well and, and just that just to lie it over as I mean Tommy's ticked yesterday with Burnley we could stay up we could have a new owner new energy new directive kind of from the top next season you know whoever it is that we can go again Usher Town you know that they'll pump money in stadium might get you kind of done up and stuff like that we're not far away I think this is the horrible thing at the moment it's just like we're not far away from having something really exciting in my opinion again but then we're not far away from going to Stevenage and Exeter and Port Vale. And it's just like, it's an horrible time because you just know we've just got to stay up at all costs. It's incredible that like Wigan and Blackpool are still below us. As, as, as many of we've lost, what, we've won eight games, seven games. But I think that if, if we still had the same ownership pods and, and everything were flat and stuff like that as well, I'd be like, well, if we go down, whatever, you know, because we're, we're in the mess. But I just believe that with new owners and new energy thrown at it and stuff, you know, like that next season and that as well, the club. Because I just think that we've, the Championship is a massive league. The second division in Germany cannot compare with the Championship. There's, to be honest, there's half of the divisions like in the top division, like in Holland and stuff like that as well. That It's not as good as the Championship with the money coming in with the standard of the football. I just think we've disrespected it. We've took his eyes off the ball. We've had no leadership from the top, and that's why you can't you can't run a club like we've done and that as well, and expect to stay in like this division and that as well. And we might still have a chance of getting out of it. There's some absolutely huge clubs getting like twenty five, thirty thousand, you know, kind of crowds every week and stuff like that as well. We we've just like let things rot, and amazingly, we've still got a chance with twelve games or thirteen games to go, wherever it is, to stay in the division and that as well. So it's like to me, it's. I, I I feel really, and this sounds really bad, but I was saying my friend here is like, if we go down, I, I kind of feel fuming, but I'm comfortable with it because we've everything we've done deserves a relegation. We let his best manager go. We did uh, as best we let his best players go. We didn't sign anyone, you know, any decent kind of players and that as well. I, I just think everything we've done deserves a relegation. But amazingly, we've still got a chance of staying up. And better days around the corner. It's just, it's such a strange kind of time at the moment where Blackpool and Wigan are serenial, you know, perennial kind of up and downs and stuff like that as well. We've had like 10, 12 years in the second tier. We don't want to kind of go there again because I keep hearing people say again, I don't get it. It's like, oh, League One, it could be, we could go. A guy was here last night, like, yeah, but it could be good. But yeah, but you were younger 12, 13 years ago. We were on an adventure of Dean Oil's money, were like bigger than any kind of money in that League One. 
when we were on the roll and stuff. Oh. Things are totally different now. We do not want to go down. I, I can't emphasise that enough. It'd be the worst thing ever to go down for us town. But it wouldn't take much pause on Matt for, for us to be like be pushing in for playoffs next season. Honestly, I, you look at now, I think, how the hell can you say that? We could do, though. That's a championship. But that's why I just... Oh, these things... Honestly, the next two games are absolutely huge because we've just got to have that belief in, in there and we don't want to end up Cardiff red in the last two, but it's I, I just think it's such a big thing where, where some people are just thinking, well, if we go to League One, we've been there before, we can come back again. I, I, just, I just think it's such a big well to drop into and that as well. I just don't see it. No. Um, I think we aimed for a shorter podcast this week, haven't we? So I think there's probably a going into wrap-up territory now. Um, Cosy, there was uh, we had some sad news, didn't we, um, this week that you wanted to touch on? Yeah, we did. I got a message in, uh, on Friday for, from Matt Harrison, uh, who was a big town fan and that as well. And uh, one of his close friends uh, had a stroke and died, a big, uh, a big town fan called Liam Hansen. And uh, his... Uh, Obviously, the family and devastated as well, and and his his wife Lauren Hansen is obviously uh, a widow now. And I think what you don't realise is like even just like bumping to, you know, kind of guy last night. It's like what's your town is, it's bigger than you know just like a game of football on a Saturday. It's kind of a, a real family and as well. And I can't comprehend how it must feel to like lose someone just close to that as well. And it, it's really sad because it's like. Matt sent me like a picture of uh, of him and that as well in his uh, town shirt, one of those uh, Bukta kind of retro shirts and that as well. Lauren smiling there, background. But yeah, Uddersfield Town is like as much as we get frustrated with the results and and things don't go our way and that as well. It's just a way of life for some people and that as well. And to have people like kind of suffering and obviously we've seen those memorial games that we do have and I think everyone must know someone who's like been you know, affected by someone, you know, kind of lose someone so close and that as well. It's, uh, I know it's a bit cheesy, I know Barcelona usually, but he's he's kind of more than the club as well. So, yeah, I just wanted to pay a bit of tribute there and that as well, because like Matthew sent me uh, a message and that as well. So, yeah, we just say, Liam, uh, you know, this podcast is like dedicated to you. Obviously, gutted that we couldn't kind of get a result for you on that as well. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a sad time them and the, and the family and that as well and we just send them all the best uh, as well Matt so yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's nice that people uh, you know obviously we do our podcast and when we talk football but it's Wellsfield uh, Town and it's just like you know we've all seen people that go to the games and they take the families and stuff like that as well when someone just like you know kind of passes away like that it's very sad but yeah very young Rest as well peace, Liam. Very- Rest in peace. Yeah, very young, twenty-seven. Matt, no way. All, all the best to Liam's family. It's it's very sad, and you know we've got our all our sympathies, and you know all the best, and hopefully, you know, if if you think we can ever do anything for you, let us know, and we're not too far away. So, um, all the best to our families, and sorry to hear the bad news. Um, I think that's all we've got time for this week, haven't we, guys? So, you know, hopefully, there's there's brighter times around the corner for uh, for Huddersfield Town. It's a big week coming up. Uh, the fans, I thought, were fantastic away at Burnley. It could have been easy yeah. to, you know, throw the towel in and, you know, just sack it off. Uh, they didn't. They kept singing, kept going. Uh, fantastic. You know, they like Woodhill Warnock says, they're hugely needed from now to the end of the season. Um, keep going, guys, and hopefully we can get out of this and, uh, you know, and we can have happier podcasts going forward. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back again next There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all 
upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily And every ghost shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.